This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Packer and Durham. It is the Power Hour as we continue to stream live on the ESPN app. Number for the program is 844-SAY-ACCN. And we have a busy, busy hour upon us. Uh, we're going to start the 9 o'clock hour. We're going to go live to the state capital of Florida, ladies and gentlemen, because when news breaks out, we break in. I don't know how we chronicle <laughs> what Gene Deckerhoff did at Florida State, but he's good enough to spend time with us here on this show. Look at there. Look, he's still got the gear on. He's still got retired. Look at uh, look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How you doing, my man? Good to see you. Hey. You know, I'm, I'm doing great. It's, it's funny. I get the chop going, you know, and uh, uh, sometimes when I speak to a group and there are gators and hurricanes and bulldogs in there, I'll say, okay, before we start, let's go ahead and do a little exercise. Raise your right hand. I pause for a second. I said, now bring it forward and back and then bring it forward. And about then the gator fans realize we got the tomahawk chop going. <laughs> and they all of a sudden, you know, they get short armed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a Seminole through and through and I can't wait till toe hits leather. Uh, we, the, the Noles start August the 27th against Duquesne. Then make that big trip for Labor Day weekend over LSU. I'm not going to be on those trips, by the way, but uh, I'm going to be cheering for the Noles and Mike Norvell. I loved what I saw in, in the spring, the practices I was able to watch in the uh, spring game. And uh, golly, maybe I should maybe I should come back and do one more year because i think this is going to be a great year for the seminoles wow uh we'll get to that in a second <laughs> i'm not, I'm not, I, I, I'm not coming is... back i'm not i'm not doing a brady now i'm not doing a brady I'm, I'm, well, I'm retired. you right. know you just never know uh, but i'm just gonna say you know I, we'll get to the knolls here in a second but i, I just want to tell All you right. that um you are a true legend uh, in every sense of the word um you're great at what you do um, it, you make it look effortless. It sounds effortless, and I know it's not. Uh, so I just want to congratulate you on an incredible run. Well, uh, thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, uh, it has been a, it's been an unusual month. I think the announcement was made a, a, a month ago tomorrow, and uh, I'm, I'm getting letters, getting emails, getting texts, and uh, it, it's, it's been a unique, uh, a different kind of experience. Uh, uh, I appreciate the fans that have, have listened. I mean, you know, when you've, you, you had a, a little repair job done on my RV yesterday, and a fella came in, he says, you know, he says, he says, not only have I listened to you my entire life, but my son has listened to you yeah. for my entire life, and that, that makes you feel like uh, you've been doing it a long time, and, and, and I really, some Somebody asked me, what are you going to miss the most? Are you going to miss the basketball, the football, the coaches? And then, uh, It's going to be the fans, uh, the fans. And, uh, you know, back in the day when Coach Bobby Bowden traveled all over the state, I, I, it must have been the most unique coaches tour. I don't know if other coaches do it, but we'd go to 32 different cities in Florida and South Georgia and uh, over to Mobile, Alabama, and uh, uh, Bobby would play golf. I'd play golf. We'd have a banquet at night. We'd eat uh, more barbecue than the law should allow. And, and then we travel to the next town and, and, and I had a chance to meet Seminoles all over the state of Florida and and I know the back roads the the, the, the side roads to get to a place like Umatilla you know and, and down the ridge Sebring and uh, along the coast uh, both the Atlantic and the Gulf and I had a chance to meet an awful lot of Florida State fans, uh, and that's back in the day. That's in the 80s, and those fans have stayed with Florida State through thick and thin and uh, through coaching changes, and uh, 
they, 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 they get the war chant going and they love Florida State football. They love Florida State basketball. And, and I'm going to miss the fans. I, I'm, I'm not going to be a stranger. I'm still going to be traveling around. I'm going to do one more year of the Bucks. Maybe, you know, I've got an option. Who knows if, if doing one team a season, uh, you feel rejuvenated. Maybe another year there's an option there. But uh, right now I'm looking forward to uh, uh, listening to Florida State football on the radio for the first time yeah. uh, when I travel to Tampa to do home games and uh, uh, following the Knowles. Mike, Mike going to do a heck of a job. I know he will. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you talk about correspondences and the notes and the messages you get. Yeah. Uh, and I remember going through this with my dad in 2011 when he retired, <laughs> and he was surprised at some of the people he heard from. Who's the most surprising person you got a note or a phone call or something from that you're like, holy cow, I didn't think this person would ever do that. It's funny. I was trying to, uh, I made a phone call when Ann and I were on a short vacation last week and I had made a phone call and, uh, had gotten a voicemail. So I didn't think of that. And all of a sudden the phone rang and I thought it was the, the person I was calling was calling back, but it was, it was a completely out of the blue fan that had called my phone. And, uh, I, I said, well, it's, it's fancy meeting you on the telly. I'm a hurricane. I'm a hurricane through and through. I wear the green and orange. Let me tell you a story about the 1989 game where they came up with students and, uh, uh, this is a hurricane fan. He said, but I just want to tell you, I love listening to your broadcast. Uh, you're, you're a tremendous uh, uh, football announcer. And even though you're a Seminole, I, I still I still love you. And uh, that was one of the weirdest ones that I've got. I got a, a, a Florida Gator uh, dentist from down in St. Petersburg sent me a letter. Uh, he said, I, I bleed orange and blue, but I still love listening to you. So, I, you know, uh, those are some off-the-wall things you don't you don't think about. Uh, uh, nobody said cash. <laughs> Nobody said cash. Not yet. Uh, hey, no, please don't say that. That was just that was for you, Pack. I like that. It's a good idea. I keep that in mind moving forward. Uh, by the way, that uh, RV NIL, NIL stuff, you know. NIL yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, do you name members like this? Yeah, we're in a whole new world now. By the way, that RV you uh, had repaired, who drives that thing when you guys hit the road? Are you in charge of that? Oh, no, Ann and I share. Yeah. Especially, you know, now the four and a half hour trip's not going to be quite as long because we won't be leaving at 6 a.m. on Sunday mornings. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, those late night uh, returns from Florida State away games, uh, Ann would drive about halfway and I'd take a little nap in the back and uh, I, I would fasten the seatbelt. It's tough to sleep with a, a seatbelt on in the back seat of a, you know, a bed in a motorhome, but that's the, what the law wants you to do. And it's also the safest thing to do. But uh, no, Ann, Ann would drive halfway and I drive halfway. We don't, we, we stay off the interstate. It's about a half hour longer to get to Tampa uh, when you go through Crystal Cross City and Crystal River and Ferry and, and, and Homosassa Springs. And then you get down to Raymond James Stadium, do the broadcast and uh, spend the night and come back home but uh, uh yeah she she and i share the travel and, and, and she handles that it's a class brv it's only 24 feet long so it's just sort of like a van um let me ask you this when you make this decision and yet you're going to cut it down to one um yeah. i know you're going to miss some things and i know you said you're going to miss the fans oh yeah but there's something about this business that when you step away from it you you gotta you gotta occupy your time with something don't you i mean because yeah. th this is an investment people people don't realize it's a monday to friday investment long before you get to saturday and sundays 
Oh, yeah. The, the, the preparation is probably, you know, uh, I'm going to still, you know, preparing for one game is a little easier than preparing for two, obviously. And uh, yeah. you won't have that that, that, that overlap of uh, college football, college basketball, and pro football uh, there in late November. It's uh, that, That's the toughest part of the season. It has been. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this fraternity of uh, guys, Wes, you were in the fraternity. You broadcast Georgia Tech and Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so h- how about this? Uh, Bill Hillgrove, Pittsburgh, broadcast Pittsburgh Panthers and Pittsburgh Steelers. And Dan Ford yep. does Cincinnati Bengals and Cincinnati Bearcats. But three of the announcers that in this fraternity that did college and pro games were in the ACC. How about that? Yeah. Yourself? Me and Bill yep. Hillgrove. Bill's still doing it. Bill's four or five years older than me, but his hometown is where, where both of his teams are. My my two teams are four, yeah. are four and a half hours apart. Yeah. By the way, uh, let me get back to football a second. What did you love the most about this Florida State team that you saw this spring? What's going to surprise well, I think the, quarter, the quarterback position is solid. Jordan Travis is the real deal. I, I would be surprised if uh, if he does a challenge to be a All ACC uh, quarterback in 2022. Uh, the running backs, I, you know, uh, Mike Norvell is always going to have really good runners. Uh, I think you're going to get a thousand yard rusher finally uh, out, out of a Florida State running back. We haven't had one of those uh, in a while. And uh, a wide receiver, that room may be as as, as deep and talented. As uh, we've had since uh, maybe the uh, the dynasty years when we had the uh, the Fab Four and uh, great receivers for, for Bobby Bowden's quarterbacks. Uh, defensively, the secondary is jammed. I mean, we've got uh, all ACC first teamer and Jamie Robinson, who is a tr- he's a tackling machine. He plays safety. He can play that that hybrid corner position. Uh, uh, we lose a what? I'll tell you what. The draft is next week. It begins a week from today, mm-hmm. and uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised that early in that first round pick, Jermaine Johnson is uh, named. Uh, and picked by somebody in the top 10, 11 of the NFL. He, he was our leading rusher, the All-ACC Defensive Player of the Year. You lose him after one year, a Georgia transfer, and you, you, you get a guy named Verse who wears number five, and he's from a little school called Albany, and uh, he wowed an awful lot of coaches and uh, defensive staff uh, during the spring, and he's going to try to replace Jermaine Johnson, see if he can, he can do that. But, no, I think, uh, you know, the COVID thing sure spoiled the debut of Mike Norvell at Florida State, and we are through the COVID thing. At least, knock on wood, I feel like we are. I've had it. I think I've got the immunity. I've had the booster. I'm going to get the next booster hopefully next week. But uh, I think we are through the the worst part of the, the pandemic. I, I hope we are. And uh, uh, things are back to normal or as close to normal as they can be at, uh, in most football camps. And, and Florida State is going to be back. I mean, we're too good of a program, too good of a brand to, to be down too long. And, uh, yeah, losing seasons. Bobby had one in his career. That was his first in 1976. And uh, it's about time the Knowles get back on the winning track, and they will this year. Gene, I, I, I know a lot of people will ask you this. Uh, let me be the, the latest. Are you going to do a book? What are you going to do? <laughs> no, you know, uh, when I when I decided to make the uh, the announcement, uh, I, I've got a book. Uh, Tony Barnhart wrote the book on uh, uh, Herschel and the Hobnail Boots. Yeah, Larry you know, the, Munson. The great yeah. Larry Munson book. And, and uh, there's, there's not a Tony Barnhart in Tallahassee, Florida. But uh, I looked at that book. You know, Larry worked 42 years behind the mic for the Bulldogs. And I, I did 43. Uh, and, and he got very tired toward the end. He had a stroke. And that uh, it was terrible the way he had to end. And, and I know your dad put so many years in, in, in North Carolina. And uh, he, he came down with an illness that, that, that sort of forced him into retirement and uh we all reached that that stage but uh, no i don't think there's a book involved uh okay. I, number one i would not want i would not want somebody else to write it 
Uh, number two, uh, I tried to write a book when I was uh, in the 10th grade. I got to about seven pages, and uh, I, I got that, 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 that writer's block or whatever you call it. And I, I don't know if I want to go through that experience at 77 years old. You know, sitting to that typewriter trying to type out one more page. I mean, seven pages does not make a book. Well, it could. It could, just not a very good one. But other than that, you'd be good. Uh, I'm going to guess that I – and I, here's my hope. I hope at some point that the three of us can have a uh, a glass of Cabernet one night. How's that? A glass of Cabernet. Yeah. That would be a lovely lovely toast to your remarkable well, run. You know you know what an inspiration you know. you've been to people in this business, yeah. Gino. Uh, well, uh, Wes, I appreciate that. And I'll, I'll stop by Costco and get a, one of those boxes. It'll be red. And we'll come visit. Hey, by the way, and and since Ann's such a, a good driver that RV, we got a designated driver, so we don't have to worry about. <laughs> oh my God, bless her heart. <laughs> hey. know, in fact, that's why you're the best, baby. You're always thinking ahead. That's yeah, it. We're trying. Hey, but it's really been an honor and a yeah. pleasure to listen to you, my man. Seriously, you are a true mm-hmm. legend of the business, and it's just uh, great having you on. Keep Wish in touch, best. my man. It's always great to catch up with you. If you need somebody after nine o'clock in the morning, let me know and I'll be glad to come back on. All um, right. Be you careful. Got it. Be careful be what careful you wish what for. You wish for on that one, coach. <laughs> Keyword, key fellas, after nine o'clock. After uh-huh. nine o'clock. Yeah, I got, got you. Where you? You're there. All right. Gene Deckerhoff, the mighty voice of the Florida State Seminoles. Classic. Legend. Oh, my God. One time uh, we happened to be, he was flying in from uh, Florida State. He played on the road. And I was coming in from doing a TV game, and we saw each other in the Atlanta airport. And Tampa was playing Atlanta that day. And I said, so how are you getting to the game? He said, well, I'm just going to you know, take the MARTA in from the airport. I said, no, you're not. You're going to go with me. We rode in and walked in the Georgia Dome together. And people, he's wearing his Tampa gear, and I got on a red shirt for the Falcons. And people looking at us like, what are these two yahoos doing? <laughs> Who are these guys? I said, guys, don't ever get it twisted. And Deckeroff and I are you know, common ground people. That's what it is. Uh, when we come back, live from practice, a Packer and Durham exclusive with Virginia's Tony Elliott, ladies and gentlemen. Look at there. We are going live. Practice? That's what we're talking about on Packer and Durham. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Here we go. We're, I mean, let's don't waste any of this. Packer and Durham exclusives continue. We're going to take you live to Charlottesville, and the head coach of the Cavaliers is putting them through drills this morning. I mean, it, we just literally got a sneak peek. Here we go. This is Tony Elliott live with drills. I got me one. I got me one. Look, I mean, here he is. First, first. Here we go. Richard Chick, Emily, Emily. First, first, finish. Ah, here you close out. All right. Let's go win more. Oh, I got me another one. All right, there we go. All right, the head coach of the Cavaliers is live this morning. Now I want to tell you, I just Packer and I just decided we have reached some sort of platform with this program in show six twelve today. We are live at a practice. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, y'all, just checking in to see what the Cavaliers are doing. But hey, I can't do. I can't expect them to do anything that I'm not willing to do. So it's my job to set the tempo, and uh, this is the best part of the day for me. Now I get to get on the grass and be around the guys, coach a little ball. Man, I'm I'm having fun. Wait a second. Sounds like being a head coach might not be uh might might be the walk in the park everybody told him it was gonna be back. <laughs> well, no, I, hey, let me tell you something. Uh 
It's it's not. Trust me. Uh, I got I got to talk to Coach Sweeney now. He he told me uh, he gave you some tips, but he didn't tell me everything. I guess he said there's some things I got to learn on my own, huh? Well, Tony, let me tell you something. Uh, if Dabo's watching right now, uh, you're doing something that he never did. I, I don't want to hear about college football playoff appearances or pizza parties or multiple national championships. We've never had Dabo Sweeney live during a practice, so this is cutting-edge stuff you're giving us right now. And by the way, I could use one of those sticks for the basement, what, you, what you're leaning on right now. Hey, I, I could use yes, one of sir. those. Got a little bo- Little boxing glove on the end. We got one that we're getting made with a helmet on the end. Hey, you got to be creative now. I like that. Oh, oh, y'all about to take out my camera, lady. (laughs) 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 No, let's step over here. So we got some drills going. Okay. All right. Tell me what's going on here. Doing good though. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us. Tell me what we're watching right now. What are you working on? All right, so right now this is uh, this is the last practice before the spring game, and so you know we're structured with uh, we can only have three shorts practice. So I saved the, uh, the shorts practices mostly fundamentals. So the first probably 45 minutes will be fundamentals. We're working individual drills. What you just saw was ball security. So on offense, we do a ball security circuit. We take all of the skill guys on offense and we put them through three stations, really just emphasizing the importance of ball security, trying to create some of the awkward body positions that you get in in the course of a game. Just recreate that so we can develop that muscle memory. Now all the position groups are with their uh, with their individual coaches. And if you look over here, uh, I'll step this way kind of in the background. You see the wideouts down there. They're working on their stance and start. we got the running backs and the, uh, and the quarterbacks working on their mesh exchange. we got the tight ends over here working on their, uh, their blocking fundamentals. And then we got the big fellas on the offensive line working on their blocking fundamentals. And then over here on the other side on, on field number three in the white jerseys, that's our defense. And they're all broken up. They're actually doing a tackling circuit. They spend they spend several periods uh, each practice just really working on the fundamentals of tackling. All right, I want to I want to point out something here. Number one, you just showed us the offensive line. I didn't see the bodies you were counting on down there. That's the <laughs> is that the lightest group you got there, Coach Elliott? Hey, hey, hey just hey, just so, just so everybody knows, because I know the ACC network is gonna uh, gonna air our game. Yeah, uh, you can see down there. What's it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We only got eight of them, right? <laughs> so we're we gonna figure out how to have two teams and, and give you a give you a real game. So hey, you maybe have to go find some more of those boxing gloves. Now I'm telling you, next man hey. up. Hey, I might, y'all might miss me, right? Y'all, y'all be like, "Where's Coach Ellen? I might have to suit up and play left tackle or something. Hey, you, you want to? You want to call your man Jackson Carmen in Cincinnati? See if he can come down and give you an offseason rep or something. Hey, I'm going to call any of them. Actually, I got Jay Guillermo with me, so he might be suiting up. He's one of my GAs. You remember him from our, uh, our yeah. 2016 championship team down there in Clemson. He was our center. Uh, but, no, we got uh, we got what we got. We got a couple guys that uh, that we're expecting to, to contribute next year, but they're just out with injury. And then we got we got eight, nine guys coming uh, this uh, this summer with a couple of those guys being grad transfers. So we're doing the best we can in the spring, uh, and we're hoping that once these guys get here in the summer, We'll be back to full strength on the offensive line. Then it'll just be our job to develop those guys and see can we get some uh, competitive depth out of the guys that are coming in. Tony, I want to ask you about the transition to your leadership and your administration because that's one of the things in our visit Roddy and I and Kelsey had with you the other day. It sounds like in terms of transition, you're taking over a program that has been successful. And it feels like, and, and certainly you can speak to it better than anybody else, it feels like the transition from what Bronco Mendenhall built to what you've inherited has gone about as well as any transition I can think of, of a first-year coach. I'd agree with that. And, um, you know, I'm very, very gracious to Coach Mendenhall for, for spending time. So I, so when I got the job, the first thing I did was address the team and uh, gave him kind of my direction, my vision for the program. And then I stepped back and said, hey, you guys are – 
are back with Coach Bronco and the staff, and let's go finish the bowl, uh, the bowl game. And I'm just going to observe. And during that uh, week and a half, two weeks of preparation, uh, Coach Mendenhall spent some time with me on a daily basis and just allowed me to ask any questions, and he was an open book. And so, uh, as I said when we, we talked before, the, the situation here with the transition is not typical. It wasn't a situation where the uh, administration wanted to make a change. It was just time for Bronco to move on. So uh, the program was in, was in solid shape uh, uh, where he left it. Now, it was uh, an opportunity for me to come in and kind of bring that championship uh, mindset and culture uh, to build upon what, uh, what Coach uh, Mendenhall had already established here over the last six years. Tony, I can't wait to see what you come up with because I know you got a guy that can sling it at quarterback. And, man, do you have some <laughs> weapons to play with now? Listen, I, I know you were blessed at Clemson with all that stuff, but you're going to roll into Charlottesville, look around and go, guess what? We can do some really cool, creative things here. Right. I think it, for, first and foremost, we have to uh, to establish the, uh, the mindset that we had on offense of being a balanced attack. You know, I think last year they may have gotten away from, from uh, running the football. And uh, my background, uh, if you, over the years, I've always wanted to run the football uh, when we needed to, when we wanted to, and, and be success, uh, be effective in the uh, critical situations when you have to run the ball. And so that's where we're starting is just developing that mindset. And I think that's going to carry over to the defensive side of the ball too. Uh, when you can run the ball on offense, it just sets the tempo uh, for everything that you do from a program standpoint. And then from there, it sets up all the opportunities in the passing game. So I think Brennan's uh, really, really taking a hold of what we're doing on offense. It's a little bit different. Uh, there's a lot more uh, variety of what we're doing, uh, a lot more different elements, some under center, some more play pass, some more uh, some more gap scheme, uh, RPO type of stuff. Uh, so it's a little bit new for him, but he's really, really embracing it. And it gives him a little bit more control uh, than, than he may have had in the past. So he's excited. Uh, I'm excited about the skill guys. As you saw, the biggest uh, thing for us is we got to do a great job as a coaching staff of, of getting uh, enough guys ready on the offensive line to give us competitive depth to be able to allow the skill guys to do what they do. You know, in this volatile landscape we've got with Portal and everything else that goes on, right, uh, there's always that unknown a little bit. By the way, don't get hit when they change periods here in a minute. Um, the, the, idea, the idea of putting a team together is a little more complicated than it used to be. But yet you've got great staff. I mean, Marcus Hagens is back with you. I mean, you've got guys, Garrett Tugnay is, is one of the coaches on this staff. You were able to keep guys that have familiar faces and yet bring in a lot of guys who've got incredible resumes, either as coaches or players. Correct. So, so I was very fortunate to be able to retain uh, three individuals from the previous staff. You mentioned two of them. Uh, the third was Clint Sintum. He was a great right. linebacker here, played in the NFL. Uh, played for a Super Bowl. Shout out to Miss Angie. He and his ba uh, wife just had a baby this week. So uh, shout out to uh, to Miss Angie. Hope you're doing well. Uh, says, uh, everybody out here says hello. But uh, And then the other guys, Chris Slade is a former player. Uh, definitely wanted to bring him back. And then I brought uh, two guys that I've, I came up through the ranks with, starting in the HBCU ranks with uh, Keith Gaither and uh, Kevin Downing, uh, two guys that were at the service academies, uh, respectively at Army and Navy. And then you bring in Coach Wazinski from uh, from Air Force and uh, Coach Karome Cox was with him. So I was very intentional with the staff. Uh, because this is a unique place. It's a unique environment. It's a unique uh, academic uh, situation from a football perspective. So I wanted guys with experience with, uh, from that perspective and also guys that were hungry uh, to get their shot at the Power Five. And so I'm excited about the staff. Uh, the guys are really taking hold to, uh, uh, to the different type of uh, uh, coaching philosophy and approach uh, that, we, uh, that we bring. So, so, so far, we're off to a good start. Now it's just us, up to us to be able to uh, convince guys, especially the in-state guys, that, uh, that this is a place where they can come and accomplish all of their, uh, uh, their goals. Tony, any uh, pleasant surprises in the spring as far as personnel or maybe something else, uh, even in becoming just the head coach that you could tell us about? 
Right. Those two those two guys that you see in the background, I see big uh, Justice Johnson uh, and Noah Josie, two of them offensive linemen, young guys. I was pleasantly surprised with uh, with how quickly they uh, uh, they started to show progress. Um, you know, uh, Brendan. You know what? What I what I realized being around Brendan is, man, he's got that moxie. He's got that. He's got that juice to him. He's got the arm talent. There's no question about that. But he's a competitor, and he prepares like a pro. And then defensively, what what has been the biggest, uh, 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 I guess, uh, not not surprise, but but thing that has pleased me is how quickly the defense has created an identity for itself. You know, uh, last year was tough on them. Uh, they they took a lot of they took a lot of uh, heat in the media. They took a lot of heat. Uh, around grounds, but these guys are playing with a swagger, playing with a confidence, and hopefully that will translate to some success once we get to the fall. All right. Now, what is your main goal? That's our last question. What's the what's your number okay. one priority on Saturday afternoon? When Roddy and Kelsey and I are there, I know you want to simulate as much as possible of a game atmosphere for this group, right? No doubt. Definitely want because, you know, in college football, we don't get any preseason games. So this is going to be my first opportunity and the staff's first opportunity to see how guys are going to uh, – to react once guys or coaches are off the field, okay, and it's live bullets. It's a little bit of atmosphere. There's fans in the stands, so I want to see that. I want to see if the guys will will translate the the practice habits that we've been talking about, the little things, uh, hustling to the ball, getting on and off the field, uh, getting on the field with a with a with a purpose, um, just playing with great effort and and, and trying to uh, to apply the technique that we've been working on. So not necessarily worried about the score, not necessarily worried about uh, you know the the big plays or anything like that. I just want to see guys go compete. Uh, and really, really uh, demonstrate the little things that I believe are important to establishing the foundation of the culture we want to build here at the University of Virginia. Tony, now that you've done something that the other thirty, uh, other thirteen uh, ACC football coaches have never done, and that's been live practice uh, yeah, yeah. during your show, I, I'm totally expecting some kind of Packer and Durham sign on one yeah. of those boards this fall yeah. that nobody else is incorporating. Because right now you are doing cutting edge stuff that nobody in this league has done yet. You've yet to coach your first game, so yeah. that's pretty strong. Well, I appreciate it, fellas. And uh, anything for you guys. You guys have been very, very gracious to me over the years, and I've expressed that to you before. Uh, you guys are top-notch, first class in everything that you do. And uh, here at the University of Virginia, we're not going to get too far away from uh, what the uh, what the uh, the essence of uh, the UVA experience is, but we also want to want to be cutting edge where we can be and be progressive. All right. Well, be well, my man. We'll see you soon. Thank you, as always. I appreciate you guys. All right. Thanks, Coach. There you go. Tony Elliott, live from practice. Hey, Dabo. <laughs> hey, Coach Sweeney, you never done that before? Hey, Dave, Cla Dave Clawson practices in the morning, too. Well, I'm just saying, you know, Tony Good Elliott. Luck. Tony Elliott's setting the bar pretty high for the other 13. Jeff, I'm just saying. Jeff Collins practices in the morning? Just saying. Trying to think who else goes morning. Mike Norvell's a morning guy. I'm just saying. Jeff Halfley's a morning guy. We'll see everybody down in Florida in a couple weeks. Yeah. But Tony <laughs> Elliott just did something can, that nobody else in this league has I done. Can, That's live practice I can on see, the show. I can see Packer sitting over there with a pad making reservations. Yeah. You want day what day at what time? Yeah. I, I, I'm not. Hey, if I'm wrong, I will apologize. There you go. I got you. I am not wrong here. Uh, Virginia closes down our coverage of spring football Saturdays here on ACC Network. Cavaliers are at 4 o'clock Saturday. Afternoon. Tony Elliott, you just heard him. Game-like conditions the whole way. In fact, they've split it up between the blue and the white. It's a big weekend in Charlottesville, too. It There's is. There's a lot going on. Baseball. you got lacrosse the whole nine yards. We'll be there. Roddy Jones, Kelsey Riggs, join me. Four o'clock Saturday afternoon from Scott Stadium right here on ACC Network and streaming live on the ESPN app. 
When we come back, another game day exclusive, if you will. Florida State softball star Sidney Sherrill joins us next on Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham, Thursday edition. That was pretty cool with Tony Elliott now. We need to do that more often. He's – there are a couple things about what has happened in Charlottesville that I think are really important to remember. One, he's taking over a program where Bronco Mendenhall clearly did a terrific job. We've talked about that. Excellent. I mean, talk about culture, foundation, success, things like that. And what was really a shame was that bowl game got canceled at the end, the, the whole COVID outbreak thing. So you're not taking over, as he said, you're not taking over a program where the administration came in and said, we got to make a change. You're taking over a program that actually there was going to be some prospects if they got fixed on defense or where they'd be this year, right? So, and then the cooperate, don't lose sight of the fact that he spent time with Bronco Mendenhall for like 10 straight days. That's invaluable information. You know that. I mean, any transition situation, that helps. Um, and oh, by the way, he brings back stars. Brennan Armstrong, Lavelle Davis, Dontavian Wicks. Can they run the ball? And the offensive line situation is real, and Roddy's going to talk about that Saturday because you've got to count on that half dozen to seven guys that are coming in June, either grad transfers or young guys. And the other question is, can they get it fixed on defense? John Brzezinski did a really nice job at Air Force. A couple of years ago, they were top three in the country. Now, we'll see where this goes. Schedule's interesting, but he's, a, he's waited a long time to be the head coach too. Well, he's had multiple opportunities to leave, right, with all the success he sure. had at Clemson. But I, we we talk about fit a lot That's it. on this show. Yep. And what Tony's all about from his personal education and his background, he was going to go somewhere where education is important. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not lip service. You hear coaches giving that all the time. That's not what this guy's all about. And I thought the fit at the University of Virginia right. and what that school represents academically and what Tony Elliott's all about was a natural. I mean, a total natural. I think Carl Williams hit a home run here with the fit. Now, you got to go win and all that stuff, and sure. that'll all go take care of itself one way or the other. But I mean, even in that conversation with watching Tony at work, mm -hmm. he was talking about the educational process, even amongst scrimmages and practices and what they're trying to do. So, again, I think it's a natural fit. He is a guy that if you've ever spent any time with him, you come across going, boy, that is an impressive dude. He will do a terrific job at Virginia. All right, let's go to the staff compliment of this as well. Des Kitchings has been a lot of places. South Carolina, NFL with the Atlanta Falcons, longtime NC State, worked at Furman, things of that nature. He's also brought – he mentioned Kevin Downing, uh, who came from Naval Academy. Keith Gaither was with Jeff Munkin at Army, or guys he's familiar with. He's used the word intentional about his staff. Um, in talking to coaches at other schools around the country, not necessarily just ACC guys, they are all impressed with the work level and experience dynamic that exists on the Virginia staff. In my opinion, he got one of the bright young offensive coaches in the country in Taylor Lamb, who is the offensive coordinator at Gardner-Webb. It doesn't sound like much, but Taylor Lamb – Appalachian, South Carolina, a guy who's been around the block, young guy, and he's got the perfect pupil to go with in Brennan Armstrong because that's where you're going to see, I think, the Tony Elliott, Taylor Lamb, Des Kitchings, 
three-level influence in what they do offensively if they can get those position groups set up. All I know is, in the game of football, I don't care if it's high school, college, pro, you better have a guy that can make plays under center. If you do not, yeah. if you do not, there is a limit to the kind of success that you can have on your football team. Correct. And the good news for the University of Virginia is number five is back. And old left, he can throw it, he can run it, he's smart. And when right. Tony Elliott says one of the things that surprised him, and it wasn't necessarily a surprise, mm -hmm. was the savvy and understanding of how that guy can play, it should tell you something. I mean, we know it watching him each and every Saturday. You broadcast the games. But when a new head coach comes in there and goes, hey, I, my expectations for him are already here. Yeah. And all, you know, in a, in a matter of 15 practices, they've already gone up. That tells you something. The, um, the other aspect about his administration at Virginia is going to be how does this fit? The Coastal, are we going to say the Coastal is going to be the fist fight the Atlantic is? No. no. But what we are saying is Virginia can kind of be pragmatic in their growth. There, there's not this urgency to go force something in year one, right? Well, here's what I think. Virginia will be comfortable knowing they're not in the spotlight because Pitt's going to get a ton of love, and they already have it on these preseason polls and, you know, Pitt's the defender of the, of the league. And, and rightly so. Stuff, and rightfully so. And yep. Pat's got a lot of guys back, and we've talked about that. Miami, the hype has already begun. We had Coach Cristobal on the show last week. The spring game was Saturday. Had a terrific crowd. You got a great quarterback in TVD. There's a lot of pieces at Miami. You go, man, there's a lot to like. They've got that big showdown game in week two with Texas A&M. We hype on both sides from the SEC and the ACC and all that stuff. So there's going to be a ton of Miami, Pitt, Pitt, Miami I think if you're Virginia's, if you're the North Carolinas of the world, you're just sitting back going, okay, yeah, let them get all the attention. We've got work to do, and can we be a spoiler? We absolutely can. And if you're Virginia with a quarterback who can make a gazillion plays with great perimeter players, right. uh, they can be very dangerous and yeah. flying completely under I, the radar. I think the thing about Virginia, Richmond week one at Illinois. Look, let's be honest. They beat Illinois last year. But it's a Big Ten team. Was, it is a Big Ten team, and it's on the road in Champaign. So, I mean, Illinois won at Penn State last year. I mean, and, anytime you get Power Five on Power Five. And you got a measuring stick. If you're Tony Elliott, you get a measuring stick in Week 2. And it's a road trip. Right. You know, I mean, they blew them out in Charlottesville last year, and I'm sure those folks at Illinois responded. Sure. And they, oh, we remember that game. They got old a big game. They got Old Dominion at home, and then they go Friday night to Syracuse to finish September. You know, you, you're gonna get the, you're gonna know where you are a month in, and if you stay healthy and five stays upright, and you can, he just said it. If you can run the ball a little bit, you got to run the ball. Mike Collins, pick out, pick out how you want to run it. I'll just say one thing though about that schedule, and we'll, we'll have plenty of time in the summer to go through schedules. What was the one thing about Virginia with Bronco that we questioned? Can you win on the road? That's They've been it. very, very good in Charlotte. That's correct. Really good. That's correct. But the big question had been, even when they won the, you know, the, the Coastal Division, can you take it on the road and right. win? The, the year they did, they started early at Pitt and said, finally, won the game. Yeah. They'll have to do that again at Illinois and, of course, the road trip to Syracuse. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. By the way, uh, Fuller is alert. You know why? Because we have executives, we have executives, executives checking yeah. out the yeah. place Suits. for the first time. Suits have shown and, up. And so, you know, we always say on this show, if you're going to come visit us, you got to pass the sniff test. That's it. Right? Yeah. And so this is literally taking place as we speak. Yeah. The Chester's like, yeah, executive, Whatever. he's all right. We're he's good. Fine. 
But Brother Fuller, Fuller has left your position, yeah, leaning up on you out first to go check today. out the ESPN executives. Yeah, there we are. There right, there's there's sniff test yeah. underway. All right, when we come back, we got we're more hiding, to go. We're hiding the executive yeah, to, to protect again, the innocent. Yeah. You know, well, they had their security <laughs> detail in here, too. When we come back, uh, final segment of the show, and once again, why our viewers are the best. South of the border's status in life has not changed, and we have photographic evidence next on Packery Durham. <laughs> Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Speaking of Florida State softball, just like that. Snap your fingers, and that, there she is. There you Sydney go. Sydney Sherrill joins us. Sydney, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are y'all? We are great. First of all, congrats on the season so far, but this is a big series coming up with the Tigers, isn't it? Oh, yes. It's a huge series. We're so excited, though. Sydney, in, when you signed up to play for Lonnie and this unbelievable program in Tallahassee, did you think you'd get television, full TV for three games tonight on ESPN2, Friday and Saturday on ACC Network? It just kind of speaks to the popularity of the women's softball game, doesn't it? Yes, it definitely does. I think, I mean, it's so cool to have been a part of the growth of the game since my freshman year. Pretty much no games until the Women's College World Series were televised where my family back home in Oklahoma could see them. And now almost every single game that I play throughout the season, whether big game against Clemson or not, is televised where my family can see. So it's been so cool to be a part of it. And I'm really excited for the sport and how big it is going to get. Well, it's already large and it's getting bigger. And I tell you what, the league is getting tougher, isn't it? I mean, you have been the standard in this conference for a long, long time. But you've already seen Virginia Tech. Duke won the championship last year. You get Clemson tonight and over the weekend. Uh, the conference is very, very competitive. Yes, definitely. I mean, I think it's really awesome to also have been a part of <laughs> seeing this conference's growth. And, um, you know, this year has just been a tough year for us um, within the conference, which is just awesome. And excited to see where this conference goes. And so cool for, you know, programs like Virginia Tech to really just turn around and um, become such a you know powerful team in uh, college softball, and it's just cool to be a part of, and um, cool to play this game tonight uh, against Clemson. I'm just super excited for all of it. All right, let me uh, let's dive down into pitching. Obviously, Catherine gets the ball for you guys tonight. She's outstanding. Valerie Cagle in the circle for Clemson, and this is kind of remember now. This is the one we all thought we were going to get to see last year, and it didn't work out that mm -hmm. way in the tournament. So what are you expecting yeah. from seeing Clemson here with Cagle? And, and obviously, they're, they're outstanding pitching, but they're pretty good at the plate as well. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to get Clemson's best. I think, you know, we get everyone's best. <laughs> um, it seems like it. And um, we're really excited to face this type of pitcher. And uh, it's only going to make us better for postseason. And, you know, maybe we'll face him again in the ACC championship like we were hoping for last year. But, um, yeah, this is just going to make us better, I think. You know, Kat's going to uh, do her thing and um, pitch a great game, and um, I'm sure Cagle's going to do the same. So it's just going to be a great, great game tonight, and uh, it'll only make us both better, both teams better for postseason and uh, what's to come. Sydney, there was a big showdown series when Virginia Tech rolled into Tallahassee recently, uh, and the Hokies took two of three. You took the last game. What was the conversation amongst the, the dugout and coaches and players after that series as far as focusing for the stretch drive and, of course, the ACC championship and obviously maybe a trip to Oklahoma City? Yeah, I mean, it was a great series versus Virginia Tech. I think we learned a lot about ourselves and 
um, you know, we're never out of a game, and I think that's what we were really proud of. Maybe it not have fallen our ways the first two games, but we were so proud of, you know, how we fought back and tried to stay in it. And um, we've just been working hard on things that, you know, we didn't do well in that series and trying to put that forward and um, excited to see maybe we'll face them in the ACC championship. Maybe we'll face Clemson. Maybe we'll face Duke. We just never know. Um, we're just excited that all this big competition is coming in in the ACC and uh, we're just playing really high level matchups and um, it's so awesome for the game, our conference, all that. And we're just really excited to be a part of it. I'll tell you what, great to have you back with us. Good luck tonight. We're looking forward to watching tonight on ESPN2 and then tomorrow and Saturday on ACC Network. Thanks, Sydney. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. You too. Good luck tonight. Looking uh, for the Packer and Durham bump, obviously. <laughs> you, you make an appearance on game day, you, you kind of expect a little mojo, a little magic. Might need it. Tell you what now, Florida State has been the standard in this league for a long, long time. Duke wins it all last year in the tournament. Virginia Tech's already causing problems, right? Hokies are red hot, ranked in the top five. Here's Clemson, Valerie Cagle tonight. Tell you, it's good stuff, man. Ladies know what they're doing. In 600 shows, we've gone from like one and a half teams in the ACC to four. Legit. And there's more than just four. Oh, I know. That's what, but I mean, and you think about the national contenders here, you're talking about four teams, right? Well, I think you've got at least three. Right. And I, and I know Duke, you know, took the L last night. But mm-hmm. Duke being on the fringe top ten, yeah. I think you've got a couple that say, hey, you know what? Getting Oklahoma City <clears throat> is certainly possible. Yeah. Can we uh, men's tennis championships underway in Rome, Rome Tennis Center pack. Uh, Clemson advanced yesterday 4 nothing against Boston College. So today the Tigers will meet the five-seed Duke. Action uh, underway here at the top of the hour in Rome. Florida State, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Duke. And then at 12.30, you get Miami and the 10 seed, Georgia Tech. And then NC State, uh, Virginia Tech, also in that 12.30 window today. Tell you what else, we're about ready to get cranked up. The Lynx. Everybody head down there to yeah, Shark Tooth. Yep. Play a little golf. Uh, here's the women's bracket very quickly. Also action today, uh, more along in the afternoon and evenings. Uh, you see kind of how it works. Florida State, Notre Dame. Uh, after Clemson and Boston College advanced yesterday, uh, Florida State, Notre Dame, and then Carolina, Clemson, NC State with Virginia, Syracuse, Wake Forest with Duke, and then Miami, the three seed with BC and uh, Georgia Tech. All that action is in Rome at the Rome Tennis Center. And you're right, today is day one of uh, stroke play now. 36 holes of stroke play, then it d- dissolves down into match play with the top four schools at the ACC. And that's men's, men's golf. golf. The yeah. women, of course, Kim Llewellyn and Wake Forest have already clinched. They're yeah. celebrating, and they're uh, getting ready for the big deal. All right. Regionals. If you were with us uh, at the top of the show, a couple of things of note. Uh, one, happy birthday to my twins. Now don't downplay it. That's I'm a not. big deal. I, I, it you, is you a big deal. Uh, yeah, my, my kids are 23. As my daughter reminded me last night, it's her Jordan year. That's a good point. That's a good point. There's Emily and Will. She's a Florida State girl, too. She is, yeah. That, that's a Jordan bigger. reference. Uh, well, you know, pop-pop. Uh, Again, so, I uh, sense the bias in the family. Stop, really? Packers hate Carolina. It's been going on for decades. Um, Will at Clemson. It's part of the DNA, right? Yeah. Billy hated them. Now, apparently, it happens. It's just, bam, you tag your it. What's your favorite Duke Carolina reference? I remember Steve Spurrier taking a picture after beating See? them 500. And here comes the hate Carolina photo. Ah, Packer hates Carolina. 
We love all and serve all on this show. By the way, another reason our show and our viewers and listeners are the best, we mentioned south of the border, and is it still open? Here comes Pedro. And here comes Pedro. Look, Earl Vaughn, alive and kicking. I-95 at the state line in North in South in Dillon, South Carolina. Yeah, you're not in Cancun. No, no. no. That's Dillon, that South Carolina. Dillon, South Carolina for south of the border. Oh, my heavens. And there's some people who think, what were these idiots talking about? That's what we're talking about well, right there really in exists. all of its glory right there. huh? Yeah, you got billboards for about 200 miles to make sure you're only Each way. About 185 miles from Pedro. <laughs> Welcome you with open arms. Like I said, you get a free chicka stick and a pack of fireworks Why with a hot dog. Why are you just talking about chicka sticks? Because you can get them there. Yeah, you can. Uh, well, that's Stars why candy, too. You can get it all at Pedro. They, they sell stuff that nobody else has. I, look, if you're on I-95 any time in the summer and you get to the North Carolina, South Carolina line, you cannot miss it. Yeah, you, you owe yourself the experience just, to do it once. Just get off and ride through. Nobody says you got to get out of the car, although they do sell gas there. A lot of it is, by the way. It's safe to get out of the car. It it's is, not no, like no, it's fine. You're not going into like You're just going to see all this stuff and you're going to go, what? You don't have to bring ammo to go there. I mean, <laughs> you can get out of your car and enjoy yourself a little bit. Like I said, some beef jerky, a chicken stick, free tank of gas, get a pack of fireworks. Let it rip. Think Bucky's generations ago. <laughs> oh, this was cutting edge. Yeah. This was really when this opened, cutting edge. It was one of a kind. Yeah. And kind of still is, right? Yeah, it's kind of like this show. <laughs> they don't make them like this anymore. Cutting edge. Yeah. I mean, seriously, we had a live practice. Who else does that? Yeah, we did. We went live practice today. Think of the pressure. That is now going to be imposed on 13 other football programs in the ACC after we went live from Tony Elliott's practice. Jeff Collins, Pat Narduzzi, Dabo Sweeney, all of you. Who's you know, going to be next? You know, if people are watching ACC Network this morning around the league. They're like, wow, man, Virginia football Virginia practice live on the show. Can you imagine the Nobody guy else somebody, has ever done that. How about on somebody's message board today already? Well, they were live at Virginia's practice. Yeah. Why don't they be live from ours? Why don't they be live from our practice? We would be more than willing to go to the other 13. Not a problem. Not a problem. At all. But you will be with those guys at spring meetings. We'll just kind of invite everybody to have the live practice. I think it's uh, the start of something good. I do too. Uh, thanks to Matt Wilson, uh, Pitts Track and Field Program. He was excellent. Excellent. Part of our ACC Unity Week coverage. Thanks to the great voice of the Seminoles, Gene Deckerhoff, Tony Elliott, live from practice, and moments ago on game day, Sidney Sherrill of Florida State. Kevin Parada of Georgia Tech. The national leader in home runs joins us tomorrow on this program. And my if friends. you're not entertained tonight by the lacrosse action on ACC Network, shame on you. It will be great. And Haley and Myla Barnett, two sisters, two sports at Virginia tomorrow on Packer and Durham. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.